0: (laughs) I'm working too hard. I I tried to, (laughs) I went to go reach like I had a mic attached to my podcast headset and went to go flip it down so I could talk when I got my mic in front of me. That's how I know I've been working hard. What is going on, y'all? Y'all good out there, man? Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling all right? I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie. It, it's it's only because my sleep pattern is off. You know, I got to be to work at 7. And before that, I had a job where I worked from home. So I could wake up probably about 7.30, 8 o'clock and get my day started by 9. And that I don't have that option anymore. But we getting it together, man. But I am good i'm feeling good life is good things are rebalanced i feel great man and i want to talk about something uh very interesting that happened to me recently a conversation man and you know hopefully y'all can get something out of this to better yourselves better your lives and take a deeper journey of reflection lane you know what i'm saying we're gonna get into some things The romo on the beat romo thank you so much i mean this beat wasn't made just for the podcast but he let me use it so yeah all right uh i'm sorry y'all i man okay so let me be clear y'all know we promote positivity on this show we promote positivity so i got headlines something triggering bad happened recently um and I'm gonna play a clip from CNN. But then I have some more positive uh, headlines after that, and then we're gonna get into the show. I promise y'all will do a better job of finding more positive things. I was on a good streak, but man, it's like unfortunately, a lot of the times you have to really dig to find the the good stories, the happy stories, especially the ones that are current. Like, uh, I think the last episode I told y'all about, like, um, it was either the last... No, no, no. It was the one before last. It was either the last episode or the one before that, where, you know, there was an African doctor who removed the baby from the womb and removed, like, a tumor or something and put the baby back in the womb successfully. And I was like, oh, I'm going to share this and found out that that article, that was, like, three or four years old. Like, people be, like, resharing the, new, the, the positive stuff, but it's old. But... You don't have to struggle to find anything bad that has happened recently. It's 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 bad. It's bad. But um we're gonna get to these headlines, man, and I hate to say it, but um Alright. CNN.com man. A federal hate crime probe is underway after three people were killed in a racist rampage in Jacksonville, officials say. And here's what they know so far, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. And this is from CNN.com. Racism was behind us, but evidently it's not. You was a coward. You went in and shot these innocent people for nothing that you didn't even know. Family members of victims reacting to the racially motivated mass shooting in Jacksonville Saturday that took the lives of three black people. Angela Michelle Carr, 52 years old. Anolt Joseph or A.J. uh, Laguerre, Jr., 19 years old and Gerald Deshawn Gallion, 29 years old. Sunday, authorities revealed new details about the events leading up to the shooting. Investigators say before the gunman opened fire at a Dollar General store, he showed up in the parking lot of a historically black university nearby and was turned away by security for refusing to identify himself. So our campus security uh, officer uh, did confront the the, the perpetrator, um, and the perpetrator immediately... Got in his vehicle and start to, to drive away minutes later. The gunman arrived at the dollar general Deputies released this edited surveillance video showing the shooter opening fire All right, so if, if you want more details that a three-minute video. I just played the first minute um, And that piece of trash his name is Ryan Christopher Paul meter Um he left racist writings and used racial slurs before launching his attack on Saturday, and then he killed himself. Cowardly act, man. Um, so it really pisses me off when people say racism doesn't exist. These, these examples right here. I mean, black people were just were constantly under attack, and thank God that campus security stopped them from going on to that um, HBCU campus. I mean, I... yeah. Y'all just be safe out there man I mean there's nothing you can really do when someone decides they want to target you And you know we we would love to be able to walk around without fear Like there's not a care in the world But like unfortunately the reality of the situation is We're always on edge And things like this are why man People just minding their business Going to Dollar General Not thinking anything of this person And you decide to attack them Alright right. more more of a bright note y'all more of a bright note shakari richardson she showed up and showed out in budapest she rewrote the championships record books for the women's 100 meter dash she took the crown in 10.65 seconds for her first ever international title before adding a 200 meter bronze medal and a 4x100 gold medal shout out to you girl She received a lot of slander for being caught up last year. I think it was last year. And she done bounced back, and she's on top of the world, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever let them keep you down, y'all. Don't ever let them keep you down. Those are your headlines. Woo, man. Y'all, so... The topics kind of tie in together. I'm gonna to share some very a very personal moment that happened to me in my childhood and also uh, something that happened between me and a friend. So the topics I posted or wanted to talk about today were are you actually a good communicator? And pivotal moments in life that contributed to who you are today. So for, for me these things are going to be Oh father, oh father, oh father. Okay, sorry these things are intertwined for me. They're intertwined because I had to, I wouldn't say dig deep, but I had to think about myself and my journey in life in a way that I didn't expect. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and I noticed that every time I talked to this person, they would talk to me about who they are as far as their traits and why they behave a certain way. And I said to them, Yo, you like they're not I think we're just, we're about the same age. So I'm like, you know yourself really well. Like you they go into finite details and they're very specific and I see exactly what they're talking about in my dealings with them. And I was like, when did you begin to realize that you had these certain character traits? And they immediately stopped and they looked at me and they said, well, there were three pivotal moments. And they gave me three extremely specific pivotal moments in their life. And I'm talking about from childhood up until adulthood. They gave me the details and they told me what they got from those situations and why those situations attribute to who they are today. And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, they they were going to flip this question on me. So when they finished, they flipped the question on me and I had to say, dang, well... You know uh a few things about me i i'm a I'm a carer people people know me to really care about others more than I care about myself actually I'm a huge giver um I'm easy to talk to like that conversation was in a professional setting we were supposed to be doing something else and we had like a whole thirty minute side conversation about life and personalities and stuff like that but I've always been easy to talk to um and I've always been um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? responsible when it comes to like doing something wrong or messing up ownership or owning up to your mistakes so i really only had two pivotal moments to think about because i never really put them in there but like two things really stood out to me um and i'm going to get into that now and again this ties into what makes me a good communicator the first was when i was in middle school My parents split when I was younger and then they got divorced eventually when I was a little bit older. I think I was in like eighth grade. But anyway, they split. My mom was in South Carolina. Dad was in uh, New Jersey at first, but eventually moved to Philadelphia. And I got to a point in my life where I didn't want to be in South Carolina anymore. um, And things just were not going well for me here. Like it was just a lot. And I told my dad, I was like, I want to move up there. So he was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So moved up there, and unbeknownst to me, and I don't think I've told this story on here before. If I did, it was a very long time ago, but um, there was a lot of dynamics that I did not understand and couldn't comprehend, but my dad broke down. But anyway, not long after I got there, it was during the summer, you know what I'm saying? I I really don't have a full timeline, but it wasn't long after I got there. uh, I did something. I mean, something small something really small. My dad, I just remember my dad yelling at me and like really being really loud and aggressive. And it took me by surprise and it shocked me and it really hurt my feelings because my dad isn't the one, like neither one of my parents were really like that. But if anyone was going to raise their voice or be that one, you know, that one parent, it was always my mom. Like my dad was always the cool one, the level-headed one, but like that threw me, threw me back, yo. And so I went and I literally cried. Like, and I'm like 13 years old or how old is I? 12 or 13 years old because I was in such shock and my feelings were hurt. But he came over to me maybe a few minutes after I guess he cooled off and he apologized. And he said to me, he was like, I don't know why I reacted like that. And, he'll, and then we had a conversation either that night or the next day. And he was like, you know, um, you living with me is the first time I've had you or your brother all by myself, like alone. And my dad's not, he wasn't young. My dad was in his forties at this time, probably. Um, and before that my brother had stayed with them, but my dad was living with his brother and his wife. So there were three adults in the house and then a couple kids. My little cousin Jay was there too. So my dad explained to me like, this is the first time I've had you or your brother all by myself. Like everything is on me and people think I'm going to fail. People think I can't do it. And it's like, not like my dad was a bummer, nothing like that. Like my dad was was college educated, had a career, you know, it just was what it was. And so he was like, you know, there, I, there's some fear and uncertainty there. And so I, I marked that as one of my pivotal moments because one of the things that I got from that is to be one, uh, Take responsibility for your actions and don't ever be too big to apologize. That was very pivotal for me because if you grew up in the South, in the South, it was in this time anyway. I grew up in the 90s. So born in 84, grew up in the 90s. That It was, if you were a child, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, speak when spoken to. The end. This new generation where y'all get to express yourselves and give your thoughts and your feelings and respect my boundaries did not exist yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir the end somewhere in there if you did you violate you're getting your ass cut probably by multiple people okay that's just what it was my dad wasn't like that. My dad even told me when I moved to Philly, like he was like, You never have to say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, or yes, sir, no. He was like, throw that sir shit in the trash. He was like, That's slave talk. You don't have to talk like that. These people ain't no slave masters. Like, yes and no is good enough. And I carried that with me for the rest of my life. You will rarely hear me rarely hear me say yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. Um, very rarely. I call people sir as a <laughs> that's a college thing. Um, shout out to Terry. That was hilarious. John, what up? Um but anyway, what I learned from that was one, you know, never be too big to apologize and admit when you're wrong, and two, it's okay to express yourself. For my dad to be a black man from the south, born in Camden, South Carolina, to open up and express himself like that to his 12, 13-year-old son and to be that vulnerable, I didn't know the impact it was going to have on my life, but it did, and I mean, it's a big part of who I am today. Like a lot of people talk to me and love talking to me because of my transparency, um, and so yeah, that was one pivotal moment that helped shape who I am and really open opened up my um, my communication skills. Uh, quick story, actually, this is one of the pivotal moments too. Actually, now that I think about, now that I've had time to think about it. Um, my dad. One of the reasons I'm a good communicator, and I, I typically can be hold long, drawn out conversations with lots of details and stuff like that, is because I like to be understood. Because when you are understood, you get to the bottom of what it is you're trying to accomplish. So I wrote. I'll never forget. I wanted WCW No Mercy. Wait, was it? Oh, I'm sorry WWF No Mercy. Goodness, the WCW was Revenge and World Tour. Gamer gamer community, don't kill me. But anyway, I was in high school. Um, WWF No Mercy. Wrestling game on Nintendo 64 was out. I wanted that game so bad. Didn't have a job. I was too young to be working. I think I was in 10th grade or something like that. And I think in Philly, you had to be 16 to legally work or something like that. Either that or my dad was like, you ain't working yet. I want you to focus on school. Ooh, excuse me. So... I wanted this game, whenever, and whenever I wanted something, because my dad had to pay for it, he made me give detailed, a detailed explanation or reasoning to why he should buy it. Pardon me as I sip my water. I had to give, like, we had to sit down and have a full-length discussion as to why you should buy this game, so I'd have to sit down and say, well, you know, I, I keep up with all my chores, um, I'm doing well in school. I'm respectful and kind. I follow the house rules. I haven't asked you for anything. I wash the dishes. I I do the laundry. Like I I did a lot of stuff. So I broke down the role that I played and why I had earned through my through my actions. Why I earned this game. So he bought it. So that really taught me how to communicate with people and not just ask for things arbitrarily. You know, if I want something just because I want it, I go get it myself. But if I want something from someone. I'm going to give you a detailed explanation as to why I want this thing. And I'm going to be able to break it all the way down because I'm trying to let you know that this is why you should do this for me. You know, whether or not I get a yes or no, I just want to make sure that I'm clear. So I guess that's another pivotal moment. Uh, The last one, sorry, not trying to rush y'all, but this is just flowing. Um, And hopefully y'all can relate to some of this. Let me pause. Can you relate to this? You know, where did your communication skills come from? What are some of the pivotal moments that led to who you are and your personality type? Like, we're all very different people, grew up in different environments. You know, I grew up in South Carolina slash Philadelphia, was kindergarten to sixth grade. I was in Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, seventh grade through 12th grade, or finished, finished in high school. I was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, two different worlds, man. And it had a huge impact on me. Like people tell me, like, I hear your accent and I'm like, yeah, like the Philly accent comes out sometimes. The Southern accent comes out sometimes, but my manner, (laughs) a lot of my mannerisms and like my, uh, I wouldn't say aggression, but like I move kind of quick. My thought processes, like my way of thinking or like, yo, like my level of caution comes from being up North. That's another thing. I I don't know if it, I guess you could call this a pivotal moment too, but I'll get to that in a second. But I want y'all to take some time to reflect on these things. Like, what are those moments that helped shape who you are? You know, were they good? Were they bad? Like, you know, some of them were just bad. Some of them were good. I mean, you just, we all have different experiences. You know what I'm saying? We've been through a lot. So what really stands out in your mind and makes you think about, dang, is that why I'm this way? Is that why I like this thing? Is that why I don't like certain things? I think that's a dope topic, of conversation to have with someone. And I really think it's a, a big part of self-reflection. Pardon me, I'm so parched today. I think it's important in that journey of life to really kind of keep track and keep a handle on some of those things because you're gonna do that to other people that's the other thing you are a part of somebody else's journey whether you remember it or not whether you you know are consciously aware or bleh, whether you remember it or not or whether or not you are consciously aware that you're impacting other people's lives to the point that they will remember this forever to that to the point that you will instill something in them for years to come a quick story i not get back to my points. Um, When I was leaving South Carolina to move to Virginia, I ran into some of the students I taught as fifth graders. They're now in high school. They were juniors and seniors. They're actually some of them are married now with families, which is nuts. But one of the kids was like, I remember used to tell me, you know, about me goofing off and, you know, one day I'm going to get older. And my parents, my parents may ask me to help support the family and things are going to get tougher and I'm going to have more responsibility I'm like, dang, he remembers that? Because this is, we're talking, what, fifth grade. So I got middle school. That's three years. So you're talking about five or six years later. (laughs) This kid remembers me giving him this speech. And it wasn't me yelling or screaming at him. It was just me having a conversation. And he remembered it. And he was like, you know, I got two jobs now. I'm trying to support my family. And I don't know what I want to do next. And I just gave him some words of encouragement. I said, yo, you know, you're young. You have options. I say you can always work your way up. There's a lot of plants around here. There's community college. There's the military. There's trade schools. There's a lot of options for you, but you do need to take some time to think about what it is you want to do and how you're going to pursue it. So um, that was just a reminder that, you know, what you say and what you do can have a lifelong impact on somebody. So back to my pivotal moments. Um, and Just one, I guess, I guess it is pivotal was just living in Philadelphia. Like your mindset had to shift. And I've talked about this before, like fast paced city, uh, people are a bit more aggressive. Uh, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of talking. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got beef with somebody, be prepared to throw them hands, people stealing from you, uh, a lot of cultural exposure. I went to school with people from all around the world a lot of huge, 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 huge hip-hop influence. This was before the boom of Southern music. Southern music existed and was out, but it was not touching New York music at all at this time. You know what I'm saying? In the mid-90s. Like, it was it was just not... In the early 2000s, it was not. Like, some artists didn't even uh, have their first mixtapes out yet. I mean, the era of 50 Cent, D-Block, just so many artists, man. Uh, So culturally I was, I was impacted by that exposure and just the way I had to be as a person. I had to be a bit more aggressive. I had to have a bit more of a tough exterior. I had to talk trash and let people know like, yo, we, we not going no further than the next sentence that come out your mouth before I bust you in your mouth. Like it was like that because if you showed yourself to be soft or vulnerable, it's a wrap so i had to (laughs) so i was imbalanced you know i had a father who was caring who was nurturing and teaching me these life lessons but out in the world every day i'm dealing with people who didn't get those same life skills that i got to deal with on a daily basis so that kind of that kind of threw me off balance and it did come out when i was in college i'll never forget this this was a pivotal moment where i had to learn to do a better job of choosing my words wisely but also making sure that you understand where I'm coming from on an, from an emotional standpoint without being rude or mean about it. Because some people would take you for a joke or not take you seriously. So I had to learn to get people to take me more seriously after this event, you know, with with uh, more care. But I have a friend. Shout out to Muriel. And I don't remember what I said to her. But I was very—I know I was very short and very sharp. My freshman, probably my freshman and sophomore year in college, um, maybe some of my junior year too. But I definitely changed a lot from freshman and sophomore year. But I said something to her, and every now and again, probably hasn't happened in the last five years or so. So we're talking from this was in—when did I go to college? Two thousand, two thousand one, maybe from two thousand to two thousand two, but somewhere in there. I said something to her and hurt her feelings. And for years to come, we're still friends to this day. We're cool. We're good. For years to come, every now and again, she would joke about that moment. Um, But, you know, she addressed it while we were in college. And that helped me kind of shift and curve the way I talk to people and treat people. Because I know that words hurt. But when you actually love and care about somebody and you hurt their feelings and they can't really let it go that has a negative impact on you and it makes you really reflect and think about damn who am i like why would i do that um but that that serves as a reminder that that moment serves as a reminder because as i said for years to come she would joke about it i'll never forget that time you hurt my feelings you were so brutal it's a joke you know i'm saying now it's a joke and we can laugh at it but Um, It's something that I'm ashamed of I don't even remember what I did But it was something I'm ashamed of Because anyone that I love and care about I don't ever want them to feel bad And I don't ever want to Intentionally hurt your feelings I never want to be the type of person That feel like I need to attack you To get my point across Or just because you may make me upset I need to return the favor And make you upset I try not to do tit for tat stuff I I ain't perfect yet You know what I'm saying? but you know through 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 God's grace and mercy I'm getting better I had to find somewhere to put that in there that's my that's my praise talk I um, <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed that one yeah so through God's grace and mercy and just life lessons I've gotten better at that and I'm actually much more docile now like I really don't raise my voice I really don't get hype like that I really don't. I don't do none of that stuff. Like, I don't understand why we as adults cannot have a civil conversation with our inside voices. I I get it. I, and I, that's the other thing is, I'm not a highly emotional person in general. Like, there are things that excite me. The most, the most excitement you will see you if you see me sitting down playing video games. That is the most hype you'll probably see me. That or watching the Eagles. That's the hype as you will probably see me. Um, other than that, I'm pretty chill. Or when I'm with the noobs. Oh, gosh, yeah. When I get with them guys, sheesh, my brothers. But other than that, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty calm, collected, right? <clears throat> so uh, was there another moment? Nope, those are all the moments. Those are my moments, man. And so that's what I, I told my coworker two of those because the other two I really just thought of. the Philadelphia. Just No, I told her about growing up in Philadelphia, too, which was the one I didn't tell her. I don't even remember now. Maybe I told her those three. Did I tell y'all four? It's been a long day. Wait, my dad, Philadelphia, and the friend. I feel like there was another one. Maybe I told y'all another one. I don't know. Charge it to my head and not my heart, y'all. It's been a long day, it's been a long day. But those are some of the pivotal moments. You know, if if <laughs> if you've been one, if you're if your friend listening and you didn't know why I am the way I am, there you go. If you're new to the show and, and a new listener, there you go. More about the host. Um, And if you don't believe me, go back and listen to some old episodes. It's it's still there. It's in my DNA. And that's the thing, y'all. You know, being consciously aware of what, who and what has shaped you is a great way to stay on track in life. It's a great way not to deviate from who you are because I'm known as the nice guy. And the nice guys finish last a lot of times. And I've had to learn to curb that as well without losing myself. It didn't mean I had to become an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Uh... Definitely tried that a little bit. did work out well. And I was like, well, you can still be robbed, but just let's let's curb this behavior. Let's recognize when people are trying to take advantage and nip that in the bud. And let's do these things and continue to shape who you are while still being true to your core. You can still do that. But it's hard to do that, but you don't know where it came from. Why are you angry? Why are you happy? Why are you sad? Why are you so jovial? Why are you so jokey? My dad was very jokey. My dad loved Fred Sanford and always watched Sanford's son jokey, 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 jokey. Maybe that's where I get it from. And I don't even try to be intentionally jokey. Sometimes I just catch a moment and I just like to capitalize off of moments. That's just me. But I want y'all to think about that, man. Where's your communication develop? Are you a good communicator? Those are the things that help me become a great communicator. Make mistakes. But also, at the same time, learning to express myself and acknowledge my feelings and acknowledge my shortcomings and not being afraid to apologize. Because if you're afraid to apologize, I'll be down. Most people can't deal with you. Period. Who calling me? I don't even know. Oh, crap. I do have to make a phone call. Um Yeah. And that's all I got for y'all, man. So I want y'all to think about that. Take some time. Think about your journey thus far in this thing that we call life and think of those pivotal moments. Let me holler at my brothers. You just listened to this episode, right? In particular, something that we deal with. People try to knock you off your square. People will crack jokes a little bit too much. People will judge you. People will say, you're not this. You are that because of who you are, right? But look at your journey. Some people don't know. Everybody's not going to know your journey because they're not going to really know unless they ask, the right question, and it's not that you're concealing it or that you don't want to tell anyone. Like I ain't never told anyone that stuff until just now, and I didn't even really think about it until that person asked me the question. The asked me that question after they answered it. I just asked, "What you know? How, how did you realize you know who you are? Like you, you're so in tune with who you are. When did you realize you had these certain traits and you were learning yourself? And they broke it down into those pivotal moments, and it just the light bulb went off. And I was like, well, shoot. Then they turn around and ask me, well, did you have three moments in your life? And I said, oh, shoot. No one's ever phrased it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like those pivotal moments, those turning points. And the stuff that I share with y'all today is really what came to mind. I'm talking about these things happen at this point, 20, 25 years ago, 15 years ago, these things happened. You know what i'm saying and i remember them like yesterday vividly and i remember what i learned from those things and how it's benefited me and how i've continued with those traits and how people tell me all the time about these traits and that's another thing man so if you like something about yourself brothers if you love something about yourself brothers hold on to that prayerfully it's positive right it's positive it's positive it's positive (laughs) hold on to it man and if the people around you don't appreciate it if the people around you don't see the value in it if the people around you think you need to get rid of that and that's a core piece of who you are you might want to think about who you hanging around and that's all i got for y'all man i really hope that y'all can take some time to go on a self-reflection journey Look at those pivotal moments that make up, who, that have made up who you are today. What's up with your communication skills? Why do you communicate the way that you communicate? And I, I'm bringing that up too because I've been saying a lot of social media stuff about black men, black women, as usual. Communication seems to be broken down badly, like old Pinto. But dead ass, nah, for real. Really take some time to reflect on your life and your journey in life and where you've been and where you're going, man. It's important. It's important. It's important. It's important. It's important. I want y'all to do that, man. And until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. We'll catch you next time. Peace.